What's up, everybody? Hollywood Cole here again for another HK Video Game Experience here with Clearfire. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Here with Coastal Minority. What's up, dude? What's going on? Welcome to your very first H&K. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the top 10 best-selling uh, Super Nintendo games. So, we're going with the best-selling because uh, there's not it's not the top best uh man I'm, I'm out of it right now man clear you want to do it <laughs> yeah i'll cover i'll cover it. yeah do so, it man i'm out so, of it uh so what we're doing today guys is we're uh covering the best uh the 10 top selling snes games not the 10 best because if you go the 10 best you get very subjective and everything like that we wanted to basically look at these top 10 best selling games and uh weigh our opinions on what we feel about these games and just how we feel about were they really the you know best games or were they just you know hot sellers so that's kind of what we're looking at here and just to put my two cents in it you know i think there's some hot trash on this list but um we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes because because like because like i'm looking at this list and i'm like why is that right there when i look down just two slots below the top 10 and i see other games that should have should be up there so but once again it's the best selling not the top 10 so it's the best selling the 10 best selling games of the snes era yeah i know i look at this list man and um i can see there's only like one on this list that i'm really glad to at least that i'm looking at that i'm kind of going what well there's a couple i mean that it's like I don't want to say which one it is until we really get into it, but like a couple of them should be combined as one because they're technically the same game. I agree. And then you look at things. It's just like why is it like this? You know why why they why do they list it like that? You know, and I understand why they do it because if you look at it, it is two separate cards, so you have to do that. So I don't want to get further into that because if I get too far into that, then it's going to start spilling it, and they're in two different spots in the top ten list. We'll 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 hit it when we hit them. I just want to do a uh, a plug real quick for uh, Southern Proper Golf Club 2019 uh, Golf Society on there. There's like seven of us on there. Me, Coastal, Rev, Coach RX, Zach. Uh, I was about to say uh, his old name uh, was on there. Now it's Dead Aim Colt, so he hadn't been on here. But uh, <clears throat> a friend of ours and two other guys on there um, that we, we have a new tournament coming up. It's going to be about uh, three, three or four grand to play in, ninety percent win. So if you play in that game, join us. It's fun, uh, and it's okay. To, you having fun with it, Coastal? I'm, I'm having a blast. I, yeah. So he gets beat really a lot, a and he, uh, he still enjoys it. What'd you say? <laughs> Did I, I said hear he, that he gets, he gets beat a lot, but he still enjoys it. Oh, so it's my. okay. <laughs> Look, you 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 say that. I say we're tied on wins because you know you come in off the gates like hot fire, and then you end up like hot doo doo uh, <laughs> after the last round when I, I wear you down. See, you're like Apollo. I think and that's I'm just like what Rocky. you stepped in when you're talking all that. See, and then too, you you see you're, you're a great fighter, trade. but I'm you're, a. F- <laughs> you're starting to use something that's trademarked there. You're not allowed to use fire in any of your vocabulary oh, there, so I'm going to take that from you. <laughs> Let's so, do, so you, better uh, watch, you better watch that there. About, you're not start paying me money when you start slinging those words around. How about how about warm thunder? 
Is that better? <laughs> that's what that's better. That's better. We can do you can, you can do warm thunder. Oh, yes, he man. comes out. He comes out like you know, like warm thunder, and then he ends up like, like cold. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he every time that club hits that ball, it sounds like thunder. And and Rocky comes in in the eighth round and does work. You know, that's yep. just how it goes. Now it's like I the Clubber Lane this, fight. Boom, boom. Yeah, what happened it, in the first Clubber Lane fight? Hey, he got too look. he got too flashy. And got knocked out. That's what happened got, in Clever Lane. He got smoked in Clever. He forgot he that eye of the tiger. Him. He lost it. He did. A, yeah, but he got it back with hearts on fire. You know what he I mean? Yeah, but, but in the famous words of Ivan Draco, I will break you. Yeah, he did. He he broke something off into me, but then you know, I, I took it out and kept going. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, as long as he was plugging it, I, I will say we have a fun, fun, fun time playing um, Bring Your A Game because if you think you're doing good, you know, at 16, 17 under for a tournament, you're like halfway, you're like in, on the bottom of the leaderboard. I, I, you got you to gotta step it up. So that's all I'll say about that. So we're having fun with it. And then I was just thinking about that, and then uh, Clear's been playing anthem. So, yeah, while without they, while going, pro- yeah, while they're promoting that, I'm gonna do some promoting on my own too here. Go with it. Um, one, um, you know, they're playing that hot garbage game over there, so I'm gonna sling a little mud at them real quick, you know, because I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not huge in that golf game stuff. So well, you can't say it's hot they're, garbage. They're gonna, if they're you gonna don't play like the hot garbage. They're gonna play that hot garbage. Now, if they're playing hot shots golf, then we, we'd be all, you know, I'd be all down Ooh. on that. Why but, didn't you uh, say so clear? I That's lo- what I'm talking about. I like, I like some. I like that better. A lot better than that. That, that golf. That real stuff. golf game. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, what I want to plug is, is nothing with the anthem because you know I'm, I'm just now getting into it, getting rolling through it. Um, I actually want to plug more for our uh, gaming lounge, H and K Gaming Lounge. Uh, we're starting to grow it, and if you're looking for people to play games with, come jump in there. Uh, we got our, our game tag, gamer tags there. We've got our Switch IDs there, all that good stuff. You can meet some people. We've got we're starting to grow that uh, gamer lounge. We want more people to be able to play with each other, and don't think just because we're mainly PS4 players. There's some guys in there that are Xbox players, so jump in there, you know, find some people to play with. That's the whole point of it. We just want to grow a community where we have people playing with each other, sharing their experiences in gaming, sharing their love for gaming, and all that. You know, share videos. We've already had a couple guys share share some videos. We you know we had the had uh, one of the guys that we uh, listened to us during our Battletoads talk that shared his Battletoads <laughs> videos, which were just just sick. I mean, they're insane. Go watch this dude play Battletoads. And then um, two, I want to plug one other thing too that uh, somebody did, and this is anthem related uh, a guy that i saw on an anthem page his name is anthony vega i want to throw out his name out there i don't know if he's listener or not i saw him and he created a uh colossus uh javelin and he did it in honor of his son and he did it in the autism awareness colors so go check that out it's on our facebook page really cool i want to pass along autism awareness because we have a lot of that going on with children and uh you know it's fresh on my mind right now so Go definitely go check that out. Go check uh, if you want to share it. He said share away. You know he just wants to make sure he's passing the awareness. So check that out. Can I ask you a question? I I, I know we have that you have the gaming lounge on Facebook. Now is there there is a way to like do y'all have a an H and K community on like the PS network? Can't you do that where you see like you're in that group? I haven't can... set up. I haven't, I haven't built a community in that okay. yet. So okay. um, but uh, we just Got have it set right now. Yeah, okay. we have a little. Yeah, we have a little Facebook. Oh, no, I'm sorry about PS4 chat, but we don't have an actual uh, community, which that probably is a good point to bring up. We probably do need to do that. So, sometime in the future, be looking for that. We'll probably build a PS4 community that way. 
you can share some of that too on the PS4 side as well. Cool. Cool. Um. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Well, cool, man. Well, then we'll just go ahead and jump into this thing, dude. Top ten best-selling Super Nintendo Entertainment System games, and uh, let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these games have been offered uh, shipped with the SNES console during its lifetime. So we don't care about all this. We're just saying this was the mo- the number one best-selling game in terms of uh, sales figures. So. Uh, we'll go ahead and give the sales number. Well, no, we won't. I was going to give you a kind of a reference. The number 10 game sold 3.5 million. Just put it that way. Now games sell ridiculous numbers. Uh, but this yeah, was back in the day. Multiple, multiple millions. But, I mean, downloadable content. I mean, you got so many different avenues to buy the game now. So Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. First, uh, number 10. The number 10 best-selling Super Nintendo game, Donkey Kong Country 3. Diddy Kong's Double Trouble. This is a rare developed game published by Nintendo. In fact, all of them except for two are published by Nintendo. Imagine that. Uh, this came out in November 1996. Like I said, $3.5 in sales. And I actually own this game, but I have never played it. <laughs> and it's and it's Dixie Kong. Uh, a lot and like it's, and it's and it's not what Diddy Kong, it's Dixie Kong. Yeah. Okay, there's okay. I've messed it up, man. I'm sorry. So if you so got confused, just make, I just just want to make sure that we we say the right game because there is a Diddy Kong one. So. Yeah, and you got to say Dixie Kong's Double Trouble because it's got an exclamation. This is like one of the only games that have an exclamation point in the title of the game, uh, and so. I heard it's not as good as the second one. I hear the second one is better than uh, the first one. I only played. I, I remember getting the first one when it first came out. We'll talk about that later. But uh, I've never played it. Has anybody played this one? That I did not play this? this one. Um, man, I I went back and tried to think, and I I forgot to ask Ian if we played it. But we played the Donkey Kong Country a lot. But this one, no. I'm going to go ahead and say no, and I'm going to go ahead and say I probably didn't miss a whole lot because they probably got all their their big fireworks out on the the other two ones but um this is just kind of completing the trilogy but it's i think um I, I think the king cool was still the the bad guy and i think it was still you know platforming and they still did that that pre-rendered it's, 3d you know, yeah, kind, it, it, when they it's come basically this it's basically the same game as the other two yeah and so i mean you're not missing it much if you've played the other two i mean you're just playing it with different characters on this one and two it's shocking that this hits on the top 10 list especially at number 10 for it being such late in life yep. for the system because normally games late in life on a system usually aren't very hot games and this one for whatever reason you know dropped November 22nd of 1996 you know you so you're starting to get into the PlayStation era you're starting to get into um, some of those other system eras. Uh, let's see, 64, that, had that yeah, dropped out. out? Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. So, so you're looking at the 64 already out. You're looking at all these other systems that have come out. Um, Genesis has probably gone on to the Sega CD, not 32X. You've got all these other different things. The Sega out had about. a Dream... Had a, that was Saturn was yeah, out Saturn by then. Saturn was out in 95. And Dreamcast was out in, what, 97, 99. Right? 99. 99, That's right. Um, for some reason, I always want to say 97. But anyways, you know, you, so you're looking at all these systems that have higher technology in them that are out at this time. And 
this still sells 3.5 million copies back in the day. So that's a pretty, uh, it is, I mean, it I is guess remarkable. I, it's, it's remarkable. And I guess it is a sign that the game actually might be halfway decent or people just might be that much in love with the Donkey Kong country franchise. I was also thinking if the 64 and all that just come out, you know, to keep sales going or they already copied or, and produced that game a lot. I mean, they may just knocked it down price wise to, I don't know. I mean, there's not saying dollar figures. That's units, right? That's I mean, units. Yeah. So that's units. I mean, it could be a huge drop or something. I mean, I, I didn't see that when I was researching it, but I mean, that could be something too. Cause 96 to 64 was out. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe. just impressive. To see, it's just impressive to see those sales numbers with it at, you know, at, at that lifespan. Because if you go back and you look at other games at the end of lifespan like that, they usually don't have those type of numbers. Yeah. So, and they usually don't drop a hot title at the end either. I mean, what's the point of dropping a hot title at the end of life life of, of a system? I mean, it really, you're looking at having, you know, low numbers on a game and all that, so. All right, well, cool. So the next one, number nine, Street Fighter Two Turbo. And this says Hyper Fighting. Capcom, Capcom developed it and published it. Um, I don't remember it saying Hyper Fighting. The box doesn't say Hyper Fighting. Mm-mm. But the I title's... Yeah. It is so not, if you Yeah, I don't have so, it don't say hyper. So. so if you if you look at this, there are three versions of Street Fighter 2 on this list. You've got Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, you've got Street Fighter 2, and then you you got Super Street Fighter 2 and then you also have Street Fighter 2 what was it? Uh, Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior. You just mean so it on the got, in the on the Nintendo, not necessarily on this list. Well, on this list, because I'm looking at it from this, I'm pulling these okay. titles from this list. I mean, just just being able to do that. So it's like looking at it. It's like okay, so what are differentiations between those? Why are they three separate games? And I mean, I guess this is kind of like the old school era of DLCs because I do know that like when you go from one Street Fighter Two version to another, you get the extra characters, extra boards, and things like that. So it's it's interesting to see that. Yeah, so the uh, the big thing with Street Fighter, um, this one, was that it had the bosses, the four bosses, Balrog, Vega, Sagat, and uh, M. Bison. And it's also faster, so you can adjust the speed. Um, but that was a big deal. Everybody thought in the first one that there was some kind of boss code to unlock, to unlock the, two, the bosses, the four bosses. And uh, there was not, but, um, you know, there's four characters you're fighting that you can't play as. And so now it's like you said, a DLC, which would it be nowadays just to release mm-hmm. that you can play these characters. Uh, that's why. And Street Fighter 2, uh, you know, this only came out about a year after the first one. And yeah. so that's uh, it's still fresh because Street Fighter 2, um, you know, I don't want to get too deep into Street Fighter 2, the arcade, the very how it came out in the arcade and all that yet. But, um, you know, that was a big deal. So it's, it's like the first fighting game that was really good, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, so you finally get to play as that. Everybody loved it. And that's probably why it's number nine. That is a, you know, we're going to talk about some of these honorable mentions here. But uh, oh, definitely. it's crazy that that's ahead of a lot of these. But I think, yeah. honorable, I think honorable mentions should have been ahead of Donkey Kong Country 3 it. You know, easily. But I mean, it's just well. You know, a lot of these you got to keep in mind too. Um, 
There's no internet. There's no oh, yeah. demos. So when a game's good, like uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 is supposed to be better, one of the best ones, and then 3 comes out, everybody thinks it's just going to be even better. Same way for mm-hmm. the sequel for Street Fighter and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people are going to buy it unbeknownst to know, hey, it's not as it's not as good or whatever. I'm not saying that. Everybody needs these games. I'm just, just saying. I will say it about the next game on number 8. Oh, by the way, Street Fighter 2 sold 4.1 million. It came out in July 1993. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 Yoshi's Island is number 8 hmm Nintendo uh, Nintendo August Super 1995 Mario I hate to correct you again what did I say two. first of all Super Mario Brothers 2 okay so let me go ahead and so apparently I'm not 100% well yet let me go ahead and just state <laughs> this I didn't do all my homework on this one because I've been <laughs> one because I've been sick and my son's got he's in the bed right now sick and I'm just now recovering today and almost so I'm not completely recovered based on fever the whole thing so thank yeah you're gonna might have to correct me a few more times before this thing's over but uh but yeah Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island is uh, number eight uh four point it sold 20,000 copies this is all gonna be estimates I'm sure uh more than Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and this one is one of those love it or hate it games because of the Mario baby cry. Every time Yoshi, oh, get, baby yeah. Mario's riding on Yoshi, so every time he gets hit, he runs off, floats around in a bubble. And it's one of those cartoon, shell shaded looking kind of weird graphics, which I own this one too. And I tried to play it. It's just fun to play those old platformers. And But number eight best selling of all time. So remember, this is not necessarily the best ones, but the best selling. So again, it's that sequel. Uh, that I'm talking it's, about. Mario World is good, so Mario World say, 2 has got to be better. You right? got Mario You got Mario in it. So, I mean, Mario is usually a top seller for Nintendo no matter what. I mean, you can put Mario in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial and it's going to be a top-rated commercial. I mean, it's just one of those things where Mario is a very iconic character and his stuff carries weight. I mean, you look at all of the Mario games they have out right now for... The Switch. A lot of them are top sellers on the Switch right now because, and it's not really because of how great the game is, which most Mario games are actually pretty good games. They're pretty sound and solid games. But it's more for the fact that it's a Mario game and people remember the Marios from back in the day when you're looking at, you know, Super Mario World, uh, Mario 64, those type of games like that. They've carried weight through all the time to make them stand the test of time. And Super Mario World 2, you've just got. You just threw Super Mario World 2 on there on top of, you know, Super Mario World that had just came out, you know, a couple years before it on the beginning of the SNES. That was just, it was, that was, that was just straight hotness right there. I'm sorry. Super Mario World's probably one of my most favorite games on the SNES. It's just, it's a blast. You know, it was a change, it a change of pace in Mario as well. So, all the Mario games on the modern systems are awesome so far that I've played. Uh, Mario Odyssey's sick. Uh, Mario versus Rabbits is even sick, uh, but Odyssey is just super good. Um, they all they just step it up every time. And speaking about Mario versus Rabbits right now is if you can go pick it up at Walmart, you can get it for twenty bucks right now. Yeah, it's, it's on sale for twenty too. bucks. So jump on it if you can. You know, if you like if you like the hard media, go to Walmart and go pick it up for twenty bucks. Yeah. Um. So Coastal Minority is a little younger than us. Um, but your brother's uh, my age, so I'm assuming you got deep into Super Nintendo at this point. Did you really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, on that one, we didn't 
the one that we got, and we'll get into that, you know, game shit with it. We got the Super Nintendo with Mario Kart, um, which we oh, that's a good one. Played the dog stank out of that Super Mario World. I believe Ian did play this one a lot um, as well. I probably watched him play it because uh, you know he had convinced me that uh, or manipulated me that it was all about me watching him and amping him up. I was like, his <laughs> that's hot, right. I was like his that's video game two players man. supposed to do. There's no there's no manipulation in that. He was correct. It was no, the he, correct <laughs> statement there. That was the yeah. correct statement. Well, you know, older brother rules. And, and if you ever get him on here, he'll exactly. tell you. If you ever get him on here, he'll tell you when it was time to pick games, he would somehow convince me whatever he wanted to get that I would say, oh, yeah, mom, that's the one I need because that's the one I want. And then it turned out to be something that, that Ian wanted. But we both had so much fun playing. I, I have so many good memories of Super Nintendo. Yoshi's uh, Yoshi's Island, I don't remember this one a whole lot. And it may be, what, when did it come out? Let me look. 95. 95. Yeah, I was yeah, late. Yeah, that was almost, when did 64 come out? 96? Yeah. Yeah, so we were we were probably playing nba live 95 a lot at this time yeah that was a good one too you know i'm surprised it's not on this top 10 me too i don't see any (laughs) sports games no uh, there's gonna be no sports games but um and this was crazy you would think that a sports game would be somewhere on a a lineup like this i mean and i hate to look down i hate to scroll this since we just mentioned this i scroll down and one of the first like real sports games that i see is down here at number 38 for nba jam i mean oh, so yeah, that's that's some I mean, of those i mean that lets you know that, sports games that lets you know i mean and that it, exactly it's not even a real sports game you know it's so it's like when you look at that and you realize that things that we played that were sports games that were hardcore like nba live 95 not even on these lists don't even touch these lists so so this is this is also uh, the list for Super Famicom, but uh, it's probably the Super Famicom version was of Hyper Fighting, by the way, maybe where you get that. But yeah, so this is both uh, the, the the all the games on the top ten are were on the Super NES. So just so you know, but um, yeah, so this is why if it's number thirty, like if you look, Dragon Quest one and two mm-hmm. are number forty one. So uh, that did not come out in the U.S. So, uh, <clears throat> but, um, and Derby Stallion 96 did not come out in the U.S. that I know of. We got, you got Romancing Saga too. I know that didn't come out in the U.S. Uh, um, unless I, unless I missed something there. You have, uh, Super Puyu Puyu. I don't know if that came out in the U.S. I can't so, remember I mean, if that one did. So you got um, a lot of these random games here. But, so, uh. All right. Well, this uh, the number seven game on this list is probably one of the best games of all time. Um, certainly, my favorite in the series. It came out ninety one, right at the beginning of the of the system. Four point six million. The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Nintendo, Nintendo, of course, publisher, developer. Um. Dude, they took the Zelda formula here. So remember, we only had Zelda 1, a top-down. Zelda 2 was the side-scroller. It was different, right? So not only did they go back to form with the top-down, but they doubled the... I mean, the size of the world is ridiculous. The number of items you can carry. You know, you now you had uh, six buttons as opposed to two. And, uh, man, they just crushed this one. 
they it's crushed not a, it. And it doesn't feel as linear as one did. To me, I felt like, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda 1 was a very linear game to me. That's what it felt like to me. This one, I just felt like it was just so open world, even though it was the top down and you did have your specific dungeons you had to go to. I felt like you could do more to go around. I felt like it was kind of like the, um, I, I guess the format for what we see with Breath of the Wild, you know, where you have that open world, go where you want, do how you want, you know, kind of kind of feel. And that's kind of how I felt when I first played this game. It just felt like so open to me. I mean, this is the game where you can go pick up pots and throw them. You can go pick up chickens and throw them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. You know, one of my, you know, I spent time picking up chickens and throwing them and seeing how long I could survive from the chicken attack, you know, when the chickens would all <laughs> attack you. I mean, it was just, it's one of those games that had all this extra stuff in it that didn't have any weight to the game, but just made it fun. Well, this was definitely, um, it was definitely uh, more linear than Zelda 1. Zelda 1, you could go straight to Ganon, or well, straight to the level 9. A dungeon immediately if you could just survive getting there um, and use a bomb to get there. And then, of course, you couldn't get any shit out of all the Triforce. Uh, but you can go to any any dungeon um, pretty much. I mean, there's some that are like the level four you can't get to with the raft or stuff like that. But Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, it seemed probably less linear because it was massive of a game. And so in that aspect, absolutely, there's more stuff to do. That's for sure. That's probably what you're talking about. But um this one, you know, like when, especially when you get to the dark world, you had to go to you had to go to level one and to get the hammer, and then to go to level two and so on. And then it started opening up. I mean, so yeah, I could see it both ways. Now that I'm thinking about it. Zelda one though was just uh, that's what they tried to go back to with Breath of the Wild. It's just to say, hey, we're trying to get back to the original uh, roots, which was just go wherever you want to go. Um, which I thought that I thought Link to the Past when it came out on Super Nintendo was the uh, same kind of. I would even say probably more so than Breath of the Wild, the way that it hit when it did. I think Link to the Past probably stepped it up even more. Um, well, definitely, especially when you had the bad taste left in your mouth from Legend of yeah, Zelda 2. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, mean, I mean, you had nowhere but up to go from that. I mean, if they went, went below that, then we wouldn't be talking about Zelda right now. It wouldn't even yeah, be here right. anymore. So, I mean... You got to look at where it had to go, and it was, it wasn't really a follow up to Zelda One. It was a follow up to Zelda Two, and to fix all the mistakes they made in that game. Yeah. So and it's a fun game. Zelda Two is fun. You just have to kind of know what I had to walk do a walkthrough. I didn't finish it till later, but um, I enjoyed it as I was doing the walkthrough because I wasn't going to try to figure it out. But um, but anyway, did y'all play this one? This this would be a good one, uh, Coastal, to to watch because you can kind of yeah. remember stuff. I did. I watched. I watched a lot of this when I was real young. At this point, I'm, I, I'm not bringing much to the this list at this point on this game. Uh, I I do remember watching a lot, and Ian was really good at, you know, figuring stuff out and and in and grinding this game. And and uh, man, it was just it was so it was such a pretty game to watch uh, at the time, you know, and 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 so immersed in what was going to happen next. I'm a big story guy, you know? So I was, uh, very, very, uh, I was, I enjoyed it a lot to watch him. And then, you know, I played a little bit, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. Yeah. You know, this was one we had to us over at uh, Dre's house when he's, he's like the first one that had all this. And there's one stage where you have to push a block. I mean, that's a million. I'm like this, but like one of the early dungeons, it might even be the first one. 
uh, where you have to not not the one where you got the first one where you actually save. Uh, um, you get with the first pendant or something. You have to push a block. That's it. And there's only six blocks in the whole screen, and we had to call the Nintendo hotline. <laughs> yeah, I remember this because they wouldn't play no internet, and so it was a 900 number. You know, and we always were told, oh, don't ever call 900 numbers and blah, blah, blah. So Dre would pick up the phone and call it. And they're like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, yeah, I'm looking for some information on Link to the Past. I said, okay. And they're like, they're searching for it. He'd hang up. They're trying to get me for like, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. And it's like, they're just looking up the game. So we had to call them back and they had the Nintendo guy talking to us like, yeah, no, you have to go to the right and you push that block up. And that's how you do it. And I was like, we pushed all the blocks. You lie. You're trying to get us. To, <laughs> you're trying to get us to spend more money. But no, he just he's real helpful. It's just kind of weird to think about these 900 numbers now, um, of how that used to be. You know, 800 numbers are free. The 900 numbers it cost. It was like it'd be something like you know, oh, it's one dollar for the first five minutes, and then like nine dollars for every minute after, or something like mm-hmm. that. It's just crazy. But that did call. We did call the Nintendo hotline uh, for that one. And the funny thing is, is there's still 900 numbers that are still open nowadays. And I remember when the first 866 number came out and it was like, oh God, an 866 number? They must be charging us just a little bit less than what the 900 numbers charge us because it's almost that 900 number. So I remember, I just remember going through that with some, nice. of, with some of my yeah, buddies. It's almost so, not, it's, it's like it's an 899. Like, it's, it's like, that's close to 900 number. We shouldn't call that number. So. <laughs> All right, cool. So now, number six, a rare game from the developer Rare, who also did GoldenEye, who also did Killer Instinct, who also did Conker's Bad Fur Day, who also did Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, which is number six, November 1995, 5.1 million copies sold. Diddy Kong, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest. I also on this one, never played it. Now, I did play this one for a minute. Um, but this one is supposed to be head and shoulders over the first one. Um, just because of all the stuff you can do. I think you can like ride stuff. It's got more than one, you know, you can play as various characters, the same type of thing. It looks exactly the same. I never thought anything of it. I think that's what didn't really click with me was that it looks exactly the same. It's just the same game. Yeah. It's, 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 it's almost a carbon copy. You just adding in little extras. It's kind of like going back to the whole statement of the, uh, street fighter, to Street Fighter 2 Turbo, all those kind of like that. It's like the DLC to uh, to Donkey Kong Country. Diddy Kong yeah. is kind of like the the DLC <laughs> to it, where it opens up a little more. At least that's what it feels like. Yeah, that's now, what granted, it feels the board, like. The, board, the boards aren't the same, and it's not the same game. But that's just what it feels like. And but people <clears throat> love this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to go back and play it. It was fun. Uh, you know, you still, you know, had a boss fights, you know, and and all that. But the the big thing was, you know. With Donkey Kong, you know, they had different things. You know, Diddy Kong was a lot faster. You cartwheel, you know, and get through people. But um, Dixie, you could, she could jump higher, and, and she also Twirl. used her hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. And her hair could could spin her, so she could float over things. And then, you know, the, the same the same side, the, the same formula, except, you know, you had her uh, instead of, you know, big Donkey Kong. So... I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I mean, I don't remember anything specific. It was just, I always thought Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country 2 were such pretty games. Like, it was just, it was fun to watch, and it was so fun to play. And it, especially you get rolling on, you know, some of the levels had things you could ride and get into, and it goes super fast, just like on the other one. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, 
The fun factor was definitely on up there for sure. They're difficult though, man. I don't know if yes. this one is more difficult than Donkey Kong Country One, or uh, which one is more. Uh, you know, I don't know. I have. I don't know which one is more difficult. I'm trying to think as I was talking, just to remember what I've heard. Um, you know, I don't know. I thought I thought Donkey Kong Country One is probably the most difficult. I don't know, um, but that is a, that is a hard one, and you got to go back and uh, play it, and um, we'll we'll get to that one uh, somewhere on this list, maybe. But um, I got some things to say about that. But anyway, anything else on Donkey Kong Country 2? Great game. Great yep. game. All right. Number five, 6.3 million. June 10th, 1992, Street Fighter 2 World Warrior. So why in the world, you might ask, <laughs> is the original Street Fighter 2 World Warrior higher up than it's, uh, probably the best Street Fighter on Super Nintendo that everybody, Street Fighter fans, would agree Street Fighter 2 Turbo. The answer is, it's like one of the first times that you had arcade quality fighting game at home on a Super Nintendo card. It was so close to the actual arcade game. Um, and you can and make it, it was even awesome. closer if you got the arcade controller. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Got it. Yeah, the stick, you, the big stick. You yep. could actually get the stick for it. And so you could actually replicate arcade style gaming at home and this was the first time that you really could do it well and so of course that's why it sold so much and it goes back to the whole thing of looking at it as street fighter 2 is the first you know street fighter 2 turbo is the dlc you know you're so you're looking at you know basically this is the this is the hotness here where everybody played it probably played it into the dirt and then when they were like oh well street fighter 2 turbo is out let me do it well people are like well we still have street fighter 2 why do we need to get the, the other one when we already have this one even though it's just you know a couple bosses and a couple boards you know so yeah and so that that's why i mean the arcades were kind of dying out at the time it's in the early 90s and uh, Street Fighter actually kind of revived the uh, arcade scene, got people back in the arcades competing against each other. And so that alone was enough to kind of, when they said, hey, we're going to release a Super Nintendo version, everybody's just freaking out. And then you look at the pictures of it and everything, it's just like, wow, this looks just like it. And it well, played like it. It's very good control. It's Capcom. Capcom crushes it every time. Let me ask y'all a question. What, what, was, y'all's, what was your go-to character? Ryu. Belanca. Mm. <laughs> I'm a guy. I'm a guy, man. Well, yeah, guys, all right. Try you and Ken are my dudes. I, I love, I love my Belanca. I do my shock move. I can get you almost every single time with a shock. What were you <laughs> crunch on you and eat them? Is that that was? No. <laughs> I just I remember that. Just, just squash down and start shocking you. You know, oh. you see, you can get into your move, and basically, he could shock anybody in their in their moves. You know, when Guile does his like what what is it, that boomerang kick that he does? Yeah. He could he could squat down and shock and barely miss that foot and actually hit you with a shock without getting kicked. And then when Ryu does uh does some of his moves, he could actually Blanca could duck below it. So I loved him for that. He was a sneaky little sneaky little guy. He's like a a wild uh green looking beast. You know, nobody questioned well, I guess you don't question it if you got the house slim or whatever that can throw his arms out, stretch him out forever. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess throwing fireballs is not real either. But also want to uh, point this out. This has nothing to do with the list uh, as far as video games concerned. But most uh, movies that are turned into video games are not good. This game that they turned into a movie was horrific. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, 
I, I, I mean, I liked it because I love Street Fighter, you know, and obviously I went to the movie theater and watched it. Van Damme. You must have not watched the uh, Dragon Ball Z movie. No, I... Or Dragon I, Ball I, Evolution. No, I did not. I heard it that, was that, even worse. That, I, that's even worse. <laughs> so don't even put this in. Don't even put this movie as being terrible because I, Dragon Ball Evolution just puts a whole new level on terrible. I mean, I liked how, like, you know, I liked the backstories. I liked the journal, you know, Chun Lee and their E Hondas, cameraman. I like all that, but like, and then what they did to uh, to Blanca to make Blanca. I don't know. That's kind of. I don't remember what he who, who did him. What did he uh, look like? Just a bunch of makeup. Well, he was just a soldier, and then they put him and they made yeah. him watch all that violent stuff to turn him to. He, he did all the violent Hulk. stuff, and then they and then they started shocking him and do shock therapy and all that. They like basically tortured him into becoming. Belanca, basically, he was, he was guy. He was uh, Van Damme's boy, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I I thought that kind of went reverse because the you know on, on that instance, I mean, I watched it. I've probably watched it more than once. I hate to admit it, but I, I want to watch it now just because of the how bad it. Oh, be. it's so cheesy. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> well, what's bad about it is is they're basing it off of. <laughs> Off of the off of Street Fighter, the, the, off of these basic games, but then they have Cammy, and they have other characters in it that aren't in in the game until you go to what is it Super Street like Super Street Fighter Two Turbo or something. Oh, I forget which version it is, but you know one of the further versions down. And so I'm like, it doesn't quite make sense, you know. I like uh, I I did love at the very end the whole cheesy pose, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly. What you're <laughs> Everybody, everybody does that little pose, and like the Street Fighter logo comes up, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta watch it now. Yeah, I remember you, it coming out. I remember it very clearly. Screenshots from it, but not. I don't think I've ever saw it. You I know, know I've seen pieces terrible. of it. But. Well, I'm terrible. I, I'll break it down like this: it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's filler in between Van Damme doing that spin and kick where he does the splits in there. That's basically what it is. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, and then I'm sorry though when Ra- Raul Julia who plays uh, yeah. who plays in Bison, uh, in Bison <laughs> he, he has mag he He's has maglev skinny. boots he doesn't even have pa- he doesn't have to, it, I think he eventually does get powers but he has maglev boots to make him do the uh, yeah. like the oh, move yeah. that flies across screen and you talk so about like, oh my gosh when he flies across it's like you can see the lines on them holders <laughs> it's like oh, I thought you were say his boots are like those uh, Halloween costumes that you just wear your shoes on and just slip over with that little That's strap exactly on the it, that's exactly what it looked like because his costume is so huge on this dude his big shoulder pads and stuff and i remember seeing that and i was like that does not well, look like th- a villain man well my thing is, is you have, if you look at m bison in the game and then you look at him in the movie you're like what in the world happened to him uh, did he get like anorexic or something yeah, exactly. to start like i mean i thought he had a terminal disease well I mean, yeah, it's crazy it like. it's just crazy it's like you you pick the total wrong person to play it yeah he should have so. been this massive just a professional wrestler type yeah just, just towering over everybody muscles ripping through his shirt his nope. uniform it's like they it looks like they had the uniform for that but they just put it on this little dude and speaking not. of wrestlers they had all the wrestlers at the time all those wrestlers at that time of when this movie came out were still all jacked up on steroids yeah. so you know you could have had all those guys had undertaker you know? do it i oh mean anybody i mean you could have had anybody well 
Taker would have been great for tall wise, but I'm thinking like just huge muscle wise. I mean, God, you, yeah, Taker. So many. Uh, you could you could have had like Ultimate Warrior size people in there playing this thing. Oh, I mean, they wouldn't man. have been tall, but I mean, you'd have that whole huge muscle bound thing. I mean, Taker might be might might would have been a good uh, uh, Sagat, but you know, it's just uh, I don't know like, that that movie just kind of. <laughs> That that is Ooh. a good. Qu- oh, uh, uh, ravishing Rick Rude would have been a good one. That would have been a good. Yeah, one. but he would have had to shave that mustache off. Rick yeah, Flair. No, you can't take that. You cannot take the mustache off of Rick Rude. No, you can't. You can't do it. Uh, well, Jake, no. A buddy nope. saw uh, Rick Flair at the airport just recently, like six months ago. Oh God, Rick Flair looks terrible. Yeah, he said rings and all this jewelry all over him, man. It's like he's just acts exactly the way that you think he'd act. I mean. He's, not a, not a douchebag or anything, but just oh, kinda. he's a nice guy when you meet him. It's <laughs> yeah. just he's just oh god, exactly he like this. Yeah, he does. Still I, living Ric Flair, man. Still being Ric Flair. When I worked at the water park, I cooked for, and I got to talk with Ted DiBiase for a long time. When I uh, worked in Philly uh, several years ago, and you know, it's kind of like when you see football players or something, you don't think how big they are because they're it's not proportion. You just see them on screen, but when you meet. Somebody oh, like yeah. that. It's not necessarily that he was like wide, but like from his chest back to his back, his girth, like of mm-hmm. his, ch- like he was humongous. But he was just <laughs> the nicest guy. I, I just he's he like. Made- he made Tatanka sell out, though, man. That's the I, only I, thing. <laughs> <laughs> that did not like that. Everybody thought it was Lex Luthor that sold out. No, I mean, talking God. about meeting people that are big and everything, how about football players? You know, I got to, back in October, I got to meet John Dornbos from the Philadelphia Eagles. I saw that. And he's, and he's a long snapper. And you're thinking, man, this guy's got to be huge to be hitting those nose tackles. I'm standing beside him, and I'm like, dude. I could almost be a nose tackle for the NFL if it's just size wise. If it's just, mat- I mean, it'd be like a long snapper if it's just size wise matters because, like, he's, I mean, his hands are massive, but like body wise and frame wise, he's not as big as you think he is. And that's what was crazy. You know, I mean, I'm 6'2, 6'3, and John Dorenbos is what, 6'6, six, 1. Six, and so it's like looking at this guy, it's like, man, this guy was all. break you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just—it's crazy though. Not a super nice guy, but it's just—it's just crazy talking about size-wise of people and star and stars like that. And we met—I um, was working at the TV station. I mean, Big Show was on there. Um, oh my gosh! And I got to meet him. And uh, <laughs> he used to be a bounty hunter before he was in wrestling. And he met Hogan, and Hogan got him into it. But um, he shook his hand and everything. And my dude, my, my <laughs> boys out there was like, "Dude, did you shake his hand?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Man." It was like he was like so serious, like man, it's like sticking your hand in a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Dang, man, it was, man. This is huge." I mean, oh it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like when you reach down to grab your son's hand. That's what Big Show feels like when he shakes <laughs> yeah. everybody else's oh hand. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that dude was awesome, a nice guy. And this one little kid, I guess he just was a big fan, and uh, some one of the workers that was uh, on the you know, one of the crew. And he just took a picture with him, and Big Show's just sitting there, like, uh, just kind of sitting there, like, um, sitting on on the ground with his elbows. Oh, hold on, I hit my mic. With his elbows on his knees, just had his face like, just kind of like, just kind of like, eh. you know, not like a douchebag, but just kind of like, what? And this little bitty kid is sitting there, don't even come up to his shoulder. He's just so bit small at first. That's how gosh. big he is. It looked awesome. Big Show has had a, a great wrestling career, but I think his best work was uh, in. Uh, the water boy can i say that because i Gosh. think it was the best anyway uh i don't even remember him in the water boy 
Oh my. Captain Insano. Captain Insano. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> okay, he now called him. He said, uh, uh, Bobby Boucher called him to see if he needed his, his services as a professional water boy. He said, how old are you? <laughs> kid i started 11, laughing 12 yeah. he said i i i i i 31 years old <laughs> yeah they all start laughing <laughs> him and yeah. him and mean gene okerlin they couldn't stop laughing oh yeah anyway. that's funny all right well let's get back on some uh while everybody's here listening get back on tour. <laughs> all right uh so um so by the way number eight super mario world 2 yoshi's island number seven the Legend is that a link to the past and number five, Street Fighter 2 World Warrior are all shipped with SNES consoles during their lifetime. So these numbers are going to be inflated a little bit because of that. But it's in all fairness, it probably sold the system. Um, so anyway, so number four, very good game, popular amongst all players. Steel Series going on today. Came out in 1992, sold 8.7 million. Super Mario Kart, no surprise. Um, great it's a game. Terrible game. Terrible game. What? They, <laughs> they need to. Uh, so, and I don't know, maybe you know this, uh, Clear. I didn't pay attention to it. it. Supposedly, there was supposed to be some new information that Nintendo was releasing recently about the future of Nintendo Online. And everybody suspected that it would be talking about the SNES games that were coming out. Did they ever announce anything like that? I haven't heard anything about it. The big thing right now about Nintendo Online is not so much Nintendo Online, but that they're fixing to do a partnership with Xbox and allow the Xbox games, Game Pass. It's their their um, online gaming system, kind of like with Nintendo Online, because you know, like Nintendo Online, you can play all the old yeah. Nintendo games, but Xbox Game Pass it allows you to play current titles. Like that's been the big news or so far, like PS and, Now and or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just like that. And they're going to do that, and they're going to bring that over to Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo Switch and Microsoft is fixing it, are possibly entering into a partnership to do that. That's been yeah. the big news for that. I haven't heard anything about the Nintendo Online offering starting to offer SNES games, but I mean that's just the logical move right. since they got rid of the um, whatever they call it the. Um, yeah, online store console, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff from uh, Wii and Wii U. And this is one of the games that I would expect to be on there, Super Mario Kart. Play it online. I mean, we did play it on X-Band way back in the day, um, which was fun. And, um, you know, introduce racing with various, you know, items. You can pick up red shell that tracks you, green shell shoots straight, lightning bolt, um, mushroom, uh, they had the feather in this one, which just made you jump, which you could take some shortcuts with it. And if you go back and play it, the, the tracks are extremely short compared to the new games. Uh, not even the new games, but Mario 64. Feather was fantastic. I loved the feather. Yeah. You throw, throw a red shell at me. Jump over it. Yeah. <laughs> spin no around. shell, just jump, you know. Um, loved them. But... Um, Nintendo's going to have to do something with their online. And if it sounds good with this Xbox, but a new game's around. Okay, cool. What's it going to be? And I just this is how late I am with updating. It's how much I care about Nintendo eShop, which I'm super excited. It's super cool to play these old games online with your with your friends. But, dude, Mario 2, Kirby's Adventure. How many times have you played these games? Oh, there's a special Metroid out, a special Master Blaster. It's like, dude... They, yeah. they're falling a little flat with that and yeah everybody's the, sick of these games Grifted hit it on the head when he said that you know back in the when we did that podcast we've played these games for 20 30 years man hopefully they'll step it up with some other things I mean like um 
And don't get me wrong, I like playing pro wrestling and all that, and it's nice to play it. But I'm ten not minutes like, and it's old. Uh, exactly, it's like I'm not wanting to jump into it with a wrestling match with Hollywood for a while, or even Coastal for a little while. I'm not wanting to do that. It's just as I'd rather go over and say, "Hey, let's go jump into Anthem, or let's go jump Golf on Apex Club Legends 2019." Uh, no. Southern proper. Hard no on that. Oh, one. a tournament! No. Wow. <laughs> Hollywood Cole's already 30 under. Man. 38 under. Oh, wait, is it today? I hadn't even heard <laughs> no. um, So they do need to come out with a Super Nintendo version of the. They need to change it now. I mean, they're already on top. They're, they're already crushing the sales. So they're probably not going to until they start losing steam. But I don't know. Maybe they'll save that for their next big, you know, killer app. Oh, now we got Super Nintendo games. And then by the end, they'll be 30 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I think this game stands the test of time. It's a it's it does. one of my favorite games. Uh, many hours logged in. Um, everybody had their favorite thing. I I want to if I hadn't played it in forever, but it, um, the tracks. Um, I, I've I've watched some the other day on YouTube and all those where they're jumping specifically and hitting stuff out of bounds and coming back in. Man, I. You don't know, you didn't know that back in the day, you know, but it didn't matter. And the battle mode was so freaking awesome, you know. I'm, oh yeah. I'm sorry, but you know, I'm gonna have to. I don't think it. I don't think it does stand the test of time. It's a good game. Don't get me wrong. It is a classic uh, SNES game. I go to pick it up to play it the other day, and I'm like, it's just not. It, it's not. It's not as good as Mario Kart 64. Oh no. If you but. if you want if you want one that really stands the test of time, it's Mario Kart 64. Oh. That's just my argument to that because, yeah, Super Mario Kart is the one that started it, just like Super Mario Brothers started it. But I'm not gonna go if I had my choice between playing Super Mario Kart or Mario 60 Mario Kart 64. I'm gonna pick up Mario Kart 64 because it's a lot more fun. The graphics are better. It's a better playing game. It has better control on it. And it's just all around more fun, in my opinion. I, I um, agree. I, I was going to stay on the list, but I mean, I still play, we still play Mario Kart 64 at least once a week. I mean, we still play it now. Hey, it's just yeah, a, be a game. fun online game. Oh, man. That would be a blast awesome. online. That would the be super, so cool. Does Super Mario Kart stand the test of time better or worse than Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> worse. That's what I want it. Oh, okay. So now we well, now we can move on to three Sonic, then, so we can just, just disregard everything he said previously. So, 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 All right, so number three, so, Donkey Kong fantastic. Country, rare. Oh, is this a so, fan? Is this a fan versus hater like no, insert? We've already established the. This uh, established status that, of Sonic amongst retro gamers. We already established that, Twitter, that, that, that that Hollywood can Twitter hang blew in Sonic. up. When I sent a preview, when I sent out a survey for is is it good or not? Is it overrated? And so twenty <laughs> twenty two of Twitter's finest answered, <laughs> and, uh, and and they did vote. It does stand the test of time, or it was not overrated, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, his, but there was still like his, thirty or forty percent that said it was. But his so. but his most participated. Exactly. Yep. Thing. So that's that should show you oh, that God. Sonic has power. Yeah. The Sega I, fans I, felt like they had to have a voice on that one because if they didn't speak up, nobody would. That was not one even, of my favorite. You can't even get six on some of your other ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't get anybody. I did a good one, man. It was uh, if you could live in any fantasy world, 
and you had to get, be there and stay there, which one would it be? Final Fantasy, uh, The Legend of Zelda, so Final Fantasy, you know, the Hyrule universe, uh, the Lord of the Rings universe, or Canada. <laughs> and like, I don't know why I said that in my head because it was, I worked with Canadians all day. And uh, I think one person picked Final Fantasy and one person picked Lord of the Rings. Where did you participate in that one, Clear? Nope. Didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, see, they block it. I so stopped for following James so- Woods and everything, and they still block it. So for whatever reason, I see random things of yours. Like I got mine set to where it's supposed to notify me anytime you post anything. So I can try to keep track of what you're posting. And one day it'll show me all your posts. The next day it's like shows me just part of your posts. You know, it's like I never get all of them in. So I never catch all of what you're doing because I don't stay on Twitter very much because I'm not huge on Twitter. I'm actually trying to push our Instagram more. So follow us on our Instagram. We've got, got more stuff going on there. But yeah, it's just I don't know why it's not always giving me the stuff and the because one... Twitter Twitter hates me. It thinks I'm a hate hate monger because I followed Trump and I followed James Wood and then I got off of there because it was you know I, I if you've listened to podcasts you can go back and find why I got off, but I got back on and stopped following Trump and James Wood immediately and then that's when everybody started piping up on all my stuff, but then it remembered oh this is the guy that did all that so then they started shadow banning me again because. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I just say, like, it's kind of silly, some of the stuff I see. Like, apparently, it makes girls mad. I was talking to Rev today, and we were talking about this. It makes girls mad to be caught. Some of them, not all of them, okay? doesn't make all girls mad, but there's a there's a, a sect of girls that get mad when you call them girl gamers, gamer girls. And I said, why can't we just be gamer instead of gamer girl? And it's just because this, I mean, we, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot of girl gamers. And so if we met a gir- girl that was a gamer, it was awesome. So no, she's a gamer yep. girl. Oh, okay, cool. And so they take offense to that. And so I began to take offense to just being called a gamer, period. And I don't think, I think that's way too bland because there's so many different types of gamers that are guys. I don't want to be called just a gamer. So I tweeted all this out. I want to be called a gentleman gamer. All right. So I am the gentleman gamer. That's what you should call male gamers, gentleman gamers. And of course that tweet got blocked harder than the wall that Trump's putting up. So my, my, my new challenge for Hollywood is to do a podcast on Twitter conspiracy theories. Because cause I really think he just needs to go off and into ha- a tangent on Twitter conspiracy theories because he is so all wrapped up in them right now, especially well, no, being Shadow I, I, Man and everything. You, you have a notification <laughs> for me and you don't get it. Why is that? Hmm. Is, I don't know. You can That's go the- to Twitter. It has a setting in Twitter that says uh, ban. Uh, you can turn off notifications oh, yeah. from, and one of them's just called something like I don't know what it is I was going to put my phone up but I won't but it's something like what, what, what Twitter can, considers worthless information mm-hmm. and it's so vague but yeah. that's what you know it's just what it, what it is it has some algorithm that it says hey I'm not going to let this out but, oh, if, no, I, but if you I don't see it, stuff. then I, yeah shadow ban or whatever you want to call it conspiracy or whatever obviously it's my stuff's not getting through because you see some of the stuff that gets sent out. And of course, there's some other people that have, you know, a few thousand followers or whatever. But it's just interesting. It's kind of a social experiment for me because I kind of like to see, you know, someone's like, oh, uh, 
this Big Mac tastes great. Oh, look, an extra pickle. Oh, 500,000 uh, retweets, you know. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> if you put something meaningful on there, people will just kind of blow it off. But it's not the people. It's just because they didn't ever see it. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I, so I like to have fun on there. But, anyway, I don't mean to get on that tangent there. But Gentleman Gamer wouldn't be as uh, specific as Mustache Aficionado Gamer. Well, I know, but I don't want to be too specific. This. <laughs> It's got to be a somewhat of a general statement. I think every male gamer should be considered gentleman gamers, and every girl gamer should be considered lady gamers. And since I'm the, my feelings matter just as much as the next person's. It's offensive to me if you are not going to call that call us that. Oh my I, I'm, God. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Until 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 Hollywood gets the handlebar mustache, he cannot carry on he can't. either the mustache aficionado. He can't till he or, retires. I well, can't then get do that. Then, then, then get on the retiring ball then, man. Get retire and grow out the handlebar mustache, and then we can call you the gentleman gamer. See, y'all both have beards. We should be the bearded. Well, wait wait until, wait until you get a beard like mine where you get the gray streaks right I, there. I think like it's great. Some. It's like the gods <laughs> struck you with power and, and lightning straight there. I don't... I have you can't see it because we're on a podcast, but I have a ton you are of semi wise because of your gray I don't want to hear right I don't want to hear anything about your gray coastal minority. When you get gray like this, then he you has can a come storm with hair. When yeah. you can, when you, when you got gray like this, X-Men, you can come dude. with it then. What's your superpower? How'd you get that? You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, you look very nice. Well, well, my 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 superpower is a uh, not suitable for work but a superpower, so I can't describe it here. Maybe offline, I'll tell you ten, about it. Ten four. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> All right, Mario so, Kart. That's where we were at. It was awesome. And it, re- it just wrecked. We just yeah. This is turning into wall. a smooth the, ramblings really quick. We, we hit yeah. the wall. The blue shell popped this us from behind. We, we did. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rough ramble. Rambling. <laughs> All right, so uh, Donkey Kong Country 3, or excuse me, number three is Donkey Kong Country. Also a pack-in game with Super Nintendo. Uh, developer Rare, published by Nintendo, November 1994, 9.3 million in sales. So, this is about the time that Sega Genesis has come out with their, they've already had the, the Sega CD out. They've already had the 32, or they're releasing 32X and saying, oh, 32 bits. And nobody knew what a bit was. They just knew the more the better. It looks better. And graphics were important back then. Um, because all we knew was the fun factor of the games. And we thought for sure if the graphics get better, the fun factor is going to ramp up. And it did overall. But um, 32X came out. Sega's thinking they're going to crush it. And then right then, Nintendo releases Donkey Kong Country and looks better than anything that's on the Sega 32X RCD. Yep. And so they go, hmm, yep. we don't need that. We got a Super Nintendo. And it was a big deal when it was released. Do y'all remember? Did you have uh, Nintendo Power Coastal Minority? Yes, we had it. Um, do you remember getting a CD? They used to send uh, VHSs out for their advertisement, which is would be like a YouTube demo or promo or whatever. Uh, do you remember the Donkey Kong Country one? Oh, my God. I got so hyped, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can I, find it online. I, I, I need to put a link to it. I want to put Did, a link to it in the... Yeah, I, I mean, we, I played this game. It was, man, like I said earlier about Diddy Kong's Quest. I mean, you just never seen nothing like that. Yeah, you know, you just never did. And pre-rendered, um, pre-rendered 3D. However, they they detail it out, and, and I don't know how it works. Um, but uh, fun factor, stand test time. We can say all that. It, it sold that much for a reason. Um, also, it was one of the ones that came with the console as well. 
So that may have had something to do with it. But, man, um, we're talking about being hard. The game was hard, yes. I think that if I could think about one memory from that game, it's the the level where you're on the train track, the railroad tracks in the mine, in the the mining cart. Was that not – that was like the funnest thing. There's a bunch like that, yeah. That was like the coolest thing. You know, you had to know. You had to remember – when to jump, when to not to jump. It was great. And uh, I remember that a bunch from Cartoon. Did to you car. play the Tropical Freeze one? They got a lot of fun, fun stages. Like that's on Wii U and they got it on Switch now, too. But I was just going to say it's got a uh, few stages like that that are real fun. You got a Switch, by the way? Me? Yeah. No, I don't. Okay. Sorry. So just to throw a little, not, not throw opposition about the game in there, but just more about, uh, you know, thought patterns. You know, I really, you know, the game being released November 21st of 1994, um, I really don't think that the that the game had any, or the fact that it came with the system or that it was sold with the system had really any effect on the sales of the game. Just because you're looking at it, you're starting to get mid to end life cycle of the 60, of the, oh, I'm sorry, the Super Nintendo. And... So a lot of people aren't buying it at late in life cycle. You know, you're looking at most of your stuff earlier in the life cycle being bought. By this time, people have played games and everything. And I think the hype of just the game itself sold the games. And people that, for whatever reason at this time, might not have had a system picked up a system because of the game, not so much because of the system. Um, so that, that's just my feeling on that, especially when you're looking at what 9.3 million copies of the game. Yeah, I, I really don't feel like that that was because of the system. I feel like it was more because of the game, not the system. Because I mean, when you look at it, it was a groundbreaking game. It was a game that actually you could pretty much said was basically shut down the 32x because if you do remember the 32x was only around for a very short time and it didn't take off very well it wasn't very well received more for the fact because it was another attachment that you had to plug on to the sake of genesis you had to have a genesis to make it work and so you're looking at all these plugins you can go online right now and go pull up pictures that have cartridges and 32x's and all this stuff stacked up together for one game oh, yeah. because you had because you had the because you had the sonic and knuckles game that had a cartridge <laughs> slot on it i mean you have just just yeah, crazy things put, like that so so you could just stack like them all add-ons uh, it's crazy and so i think that hurt the 32x and i think that donkey kong country actually did hurt the 32x because nintendo showed what it can do with the system and pushing the limits of that system in graphical sense with this i mean honestly i feel like nintendo's still doing that to this day because look at breath of the wild it's running on a system that has nowhere near the power and capacity of a playstation 4 let alone a PlayStation 4 Pro and an Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. And I'm sorry, graphically, man, that game's flawless, you know? So Nintendo is known for doing that, and Donkey Kong Country, I think, was one of the first real major steps for them in pushing the limits of their systems. Absolutely. All right, uh, number two, Super Mario All-Stars. 10 million, 10.5 million, 1993... This was a big deal. It's like one of the first remasters or whatever, if you will. It had Super Mario 1, 2, 3, and Lost Levels on there. Uh, the Japanese real Super Mario Brothers 2 um, that was released. And uh, just updated graphics, and it was cool. And I, I remember getting this one, and I think I finally found it for my collection now. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, it was cool. And they had they released it several times on Wii on the Wii. Uh, they re-released it, and that's kind of hard to find Super Mario Anniversary. Um, they did re-release Super Mario All-Stars on Super Nintendo, again, with Super Mario World on there. So they had four, uh, five different games on there. Um, so, But this was also shipped with the SNES. All the ones that we're going to talk about now were shipped with the SNES at some point during its life style, uh, lifetime. And I'm, I'm with you on this one, Clear, just like Donkey Kong Country. I don't think it had anything to do with it. 10 million is a ton of mm. games back then. A ton of games. That and was what they sold. That was one of their top sellers. Probably the same way for Donkey Kong Country. It says, hey, we're kind of running slow on systems. Let's drop this in there, try to get some uptick on yeah. our system sales. I mean, you're looking like Hollywood hit the hit the uh, nail on the head perfect when he was talking about remastered. Very first time you've seen a remaster because you're getting to play all the old games from the Nintendo. I mean, it's, it's playing on the nostalgia of the Nintendo, even though you're only looking at a handful of years outside of a Nintendo. So you're playing on that nostalgia. You're playing on the fact that you're adding in the traditional version of Super Mario Brothers 2 from Japan, and they're not so much the... Um, American version where it was simplified. It was just because in Japan it was just stupid hard. Basically, it was almost an unbeatable game in Japan, and <laughs> so you're playing on that nostalgia. You're playing on that factor there. That. You're at you're adding in the lost levels. I mean, it's just you've got all of this fun factor thrown in here that you have involved with this one cart. So you have multiple games in one cart that's playing on the fact of some of the stuff that you started out on. Because I remember the Nintendo. I remember having Super Mario Brothers. I remember having Super Mario Bros. 2. You know, I remember all of that. And then when Lost Levels comes out, it's like, oh my gosh, I can have all of it on my Super Nintendo. It looks yep. better. It feels like it plays better. I mean, it might not have played better, but it just feels like it because it just looks so much better why not buy the game? I mean, it just was a no-brainer. There's no reason not to buy it. And, I mean, just that alone right there speaks enough to say why it sold 10.5 million copies. And and also, I mean, it was a lot more reliable to get to work than the Nintendo ones. You know what I mean? (laughs) Didn't take 20 minutes to get another game fired up. You know, I played so much Super Mario 3, I I really think on All-Stars, I played Super Mario 2 a ton out of all of i i just love super mario 2 and um i I just remember playing that one but it was so cool because you could just go in the in the menu and pick and and remastered and 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 the nostalgia all that was great man it it was uh and you guys are right you guys have kind of shifted my thinking about that Uh, uh we've already had the console out for a few years so I don't think that really skewed the numbers. I, I think you're exactly right. I agree a hundred percent. It was just, it's a good, it was a good, a good time to put it out for sure. And what you were talking about clear with the uh, lost levels, this, the difficulty, um, they wanted it to be the original one, wanted it to be kind of just for expert Mario players. They got super good at it, but I mean, they like, this is the kind of stuff I don't like. I guess they do like this. There's somebody out there that likes it because they keep doing it, but like, this like stuff that's trial and error. Like you're getting ready to jump over a hole, you get ready to jump. There's a hidden block. Bing! You hit it and you fall in the hole. And you're like, dude, how would I? How am I supposed to know? I guess I should have tried to make sure there's no block there first and take my time through the level. And you'll see it once. Uh, you can see it on Super Mario Maker if you have it. Once Super Mario Maker Two comes out for the Switch, we're gonna have a lot to say, I'm sure. And uh, you'll see a lot of those stages. Sometimes you'll see a Japanese name up there. Nope. Go ahead and stop that one and uh get a new uh new board because sometimes mm-hmm. those are going to be very difficult um 
but they they like that and um it's just the, the joy of figuring it out the challenge but um those kind of frustrate me sometimes but that was lost levels I actually don't. They had the wind blowing and everything, trying to. You had to time their wind to jump over these large gaps and stuff. It was brutal, man. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they. I mean, the game in Japan is called Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic, and I don't know what that roughly translates to. Um, Yumi Kojo is Dream Factory. Uh, Doki Doki Panic. I don't know what Doki Doki stands for. Uh, translates to. We talked about it in Panic, Mario Two. It's one. like. That right there tells you. I mean, when you hear the name "panic" in a game, you're like, "Oh crap, this is gonna be a tough game." I mean, that's what that's what us Americans think. You're like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a tough game." Them, they're the Japan. They're like, "Oh, that's just another challenge. Let's go for it." You know. I mean, they're, so that they're was looking the for Mario Two. Games. That was the Mario Two that was released in the United States. Doki Doki Panic was a reskin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario well, Two you, is a reskin of Doki Doki Panic. I'm talking about the Lost Levels Mario Two. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm just sure I'm reading through. Let's see. Yeah, the real Mario 2 didn't get released until Mario All Stars. Mm-hmm. Doki Doki Panic was the game that that uh, Miyamoto said was closely. They, they helped. He helped design that one. The Mario team did so. It um, it was similar to Mario, and they just said this is a perfect one for Mario 2 for the United for Americans. But one of the things in the Lost Levels was they had a. Uh, a mushroom that was poisonous <laughs> and so you're, you're, you're mm. used to getting power-ups and stuff and then there's a power then there's one that kills you and the, the funny story was howard phillips he was the tester for all the games they sent it over the copy of it and he got a mushroom and he ch- thought he got a power-up and it killed him and he's just like dude this is not fun we don't like this kind of stuff and yeah. uh they, that's funny they try to do doki doki panic but in our super mario 2 um one of our very first podcast we really break that down and how that game came over yeah. we even talk about what doki doki panic means i don't remember now something family or something yeah or whatever the remember. whole full name was that you said it was yeah dream face uh yumiko joe and yumiko joe means dream factory okay. uh doki doki i don't remember what that means that's that's what i can remember so yeah. i didn't see it in the little thing i pulled up real quick but i mean yeah, some families it's, just, it's like a dad mom and sister or something like that yeah i mean the box art's so funny looking too from japan it's crazy you know it 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 doesn't look like a mario at all it's crazy (laughs) all right final one number one game you guessed it super mario world 20.6 million it like almost doubled the number two and this came with the super nintendo so that's the problem and now this one here is the only one out of all of them that i feel like the Super Nintendo system sure. had a little bit of play in selling the game. The reason why is even though it is a Mario, it's the first game that came out with the system when the system came out because back then systems came out with games. And so it was the one that was attached to it. And so I feel like that has a that, that's going to skew the numbers to some extent. Because if you do get later on in the cycle, you find you you don't see the Nintendo the Super Nintendo coming out with that. You see it coming out with the other games like we talked about before, like with Mario Kart and other games that came out with it. So there are the possibilities of that. But I think the sales numbers on this game, this is the only exception to my thought pattern earlier, is this one here because it's classic. 
Nintendo, they, you know, with, with the Nintendo, with the Nintendo, when you first got it, you either got Super Mario Brothers or you got the dual cart of Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, you know, with the, um, I think the 64 was the first one that came out without games. Yeah. You know, you had the, so you had the Super NES that I, I don't remember ever seeing anybody buy a Super NES without a game, you know, uh, they, they, they switched out what games were coming with it later in the life cycles, but early in the life cycle, everybody had Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario World. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first that came out with it. And, um, the only two games available at launch for the Nintendo 64 are Mario 64 and Pilot Wing 64. And you did mm-hmm. not get one. And it was two, I can't remember if it was 200 or 250. It may have been just 200. And I just thought it was 250 because you had to buy a game with it. And it was really like, mm-hmm. the games were 59 They were expensive because they were carts. But um, yes, yeah, Mario 64 is one of my favorite ones of all time. But yeah, Mario World did come out with the system since the beginning. So that's where that number is going to come from. Does it deserve to be the number one bestseller? Would it have been the number one bestseller without coming out? Hmm. I think so. I think it'd have a high chance. I don't think it would double number two, but I do think that it would be above number two of uh, what was uh, number two. Just so I remember, I flipped off Super Mario All Stars. Yeah, I think I think it would definitely be above Super Mario All Stars. Maybe it would have sold sold more like twelve to thirteen million copies versus the twenty million copies. Yeah, but uh, you know, it definitely. It's it's another one of those groundbreaking Mario's. It changed things up. You have, you know, just different things that happen in the game that's never happened before. You have the little uh, nets that you crawl, the fences that you crawl on with the punch panels that flip it around. You can go to do do the different sides. You had the um, the field go post in the middle of of some stages where you could hit. I mean, there's just multiple things. I mean, Yoshi. Uh, I mean, it's just you had yeah, tons. Yoshi. You had That's tons of different things. You had tons of different new things happening in this one, and it's just hard to say that the console sold it. Which in this instance it did, but it's hard to say that it wouldn't have done it uh, without the console. Because I really think that without the console, it still would have been the top seller for the SNES. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to do some quick math in my here. Say five. Dude, that from five six down, the number six to number ten. If you add up all of their sales number, it might equal the number one uh, Mario World to twenty million. That's crazy. But um, but anyway, so honorable mentions. I was proud to see number eleven. Final Fantasy six is my favorite game. Um, Killer Instinct was there on there. It also came with a system. F Zero. Okay, let's talk about F Zero for a minute. That's number fifteen of the bestsellers. F Zero is, I think, it's a little overrated personally. Um, the the Super Nintendo, and I owned it. I, I bought it, and just really could never really get into it. I don't. I don't know. I liked. Y'all ever it. play that one? <clears throat> I played. I it. liked it, but I played it a few weeks ago. Actually, uh, it's really hard. Yeah, it's a very tough game. It's super tough, and uh, but I did enjoy it. I mean, I, I I logged in some miles on it, but it's kind of the mode seven deal where you know it's the cool graphics that's never been seen before when it came out. Um, and it's Nintendo, so I mean it's it's going to be solid. I'm not saying it's not good, but fifteen man, that's a lot. I guess it's the graphics. It looked awesome, and there's a lot of hype behind it on um, Nintendo Power. So, uh. 
Super Mario RPG 19 Chrono Trigger is number 20. Secret of Mana 23. Mortal Kombat 2 27. Love some Mortal Kombat. I had I bought uh so Mortal Kombat 1 came out on Super Nintendo without the blood. Everybody thought that was a blood code. It just hadn't been discovered yet. Again, it's like this no Nintendo there's no internet, so we couldn't just look it up and find out it's just all rumor. But then Mortal Kombat 2, which is, there was not a blood code, Mortal Kombat 2 came out and it had the blood in there. So everybody wanted this game. I got this for like my birthday. Or you could just be cool and oh, get the Genesis. I knew you were going to say that. You could have blood automatically <laughs> I, I without I a knew, blood code. I knew you yeah. were going to say that. <laughs> There's nothing I can say about that. That is a that is that is true. And, and I, I don't hate no Genesis. Genesis. Does I like Genesis. What Nintendo don't until Mortal Kombat 2 came out. <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo don't. I, I love those ads, and you will see some more of those retro ads on our Facebook page. Nintendo is Genesisent. <laughs> right that was one of theirs uh-huh. but Mortal Kombat 2 came out and I brought it to high school for some reason why did, I, why did I bring it I don't know and I put it in my locker and Terrence Hornsby stole it from me <laughs> and then brought it back to school <laughs> Oh I brought it back to school with the label torn off of it and showed it to me and I knew it, I knew it had to be my game he's the only one that knew I brought it but man my stomach dropped I put it in my locker without a lock on it because I had to take it to study hall and I was scared for some reason they're going to search my backpack and they're going to take it all I had to do was just leave it in there and then I went open the, the locker and it's gone man you talk about a kid's like 13 14 year old kid man 13 years old stomach drops man it's crazy like oh my god my favorite game's gone but it was gone never got it again I think Ben Russian had it, and I played it at his house, or he brought it over. <laughs> but uh, Final Fantasy IV, which would be Final Fantasy II, uh, is 31, 30, yeah, number 31. 33, Super Metroid, um, Dragon Quest One and Two. So that's a combo cart. Uh, came out in 40, uh, number 41. Final I'm Fight Two, that- a 48. What? I'm surprised that Mega Man X is at 43. I was just going to say little, that. A little shocked by that. Well, that's um, a that game's nobody knew how great that game is, was going to be, but I, yeah, I am too. I Me mean, should have should have word should have got out quick, <clears throat> but I don't know why it's like that. That was such a great only game. only 1.1 million. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm shocked by. I've like, got two of those 1.1 millions. Yeah, I got that one. Super Ghost and Ghouls. Pilot Wings. Wow, Pilot Wings is one of the first releases. Yeah, 1990. Mm-hmm. It came out in September of 90, I think. Um, Pilot Wings came out December 21st. Well, I mean, the Super, sorry, the Super Nintendo, I think, came out in September of 90. I'm not sure, but it came out in 90. They have, they have uh, I mean, if it did, then it came out without Super Mario World, because Super Mario World release date was November 21st in 1990. Okay, then it came out in, in, in November. Let's see. When did the Super Nintendo come out? Let's everybody type it. Nintendo <laughs> release date. Mm, it came November out 21st. November 21st, 1990. So I think the N64 came out in September. That's where I'm getting that. 96. Let me see. Nintendo. I can't even spell, dude. I'm out of it today, man. It's all good. September 26, 19. That's a day after my birthday. But that shows you, that goes to show you right there with the November 21st, 1990 drop dates for both of those games and how much Mario did over that. Pilot Wings came out a day, it came out the day 
Mario came out a day after the release date. <laughs> and if, uh, no, Mario came out the day of the release date. It came Pilot out the Wings day came of, out the day before. <laughs> Pilot Wings came out a month after. Wow. Where is it at? I don't, oh, God, what am I thinking? I was looking at this one. Yeah, Pilot Wings was December 21st. So, okay. I mean, still, I mean, a month difference is not a huge difference in gaming, especially back then. So uh, it's just shocking to see the numbers for games like that, you know. FC, okay, yeah, F Zero and uh, Mario World were the two on release date. That's probably why F Zero is up there, mm-hmm. um, and or at least on this this list here. And then uh, Final Fight came out later in September or December, and I got that. I got those three games were my first three games, uh, in that order: Mario, F Zero, and then Final Fight. We already talked about Final Fight on the um, on the uh, Streets of Rage, how they just dropped the ball with not having two players on there. But anyway, so there you have it. Your top 10 best-selling Super Nintendo games. I, I, I agree with the list because it's just math. <laughs> it's factual. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, bye. <laughs> wow. That's a terrible sign we'll off. Terrible later. sign off. We will catch y'all later with the top Ter- terrible sign off. Top ten Genesis games. Oh. Sonic three, Sonic four, Sonic Details, Sonic One, Knuckles, yeah. Sonic and Knuckles four, Echo, four. Echo. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll have a thing Echo's all about three. Sonic. So you leaving out Toe Jam and Earl? Ooh, that's yeah. true. Uh huh. So let let me go on the record right now saying this about Sega. So I pick on Sega, and I, I do stand my ground on Sonic uh, One about it being a little overrated, and that's okay. But I do have a brand after doing this podcast. I do have a new respect for Sega. I really I like Sega. Um, just the time that they put into their games and stuff, how they overtook the market and all this. But uh, when you say Toji Minoru, when you think Streets of Rage, and just the amount of t- things that they did to these games that just kind of flew under the radar it seemed like for people that were Nintendo dudes like me uh, all the hidden stuff they put in these games multiple endings way before their time I mean it's really really uh, just before it's time I mean it didn't get the credit that it deserves that's for sure but anyway and speaking of speaking of Toe Jam and Earl they're doing a limited run release for the PS4 and the uh, Nintendo Switch for Toe Jam and Earl uh for their for the original Toe Jam and Earl video game, so yeah. if you get if you've got a Switch, you got a PS4, go check it out. You can get it from a what is it called Limited Run Games. Yep. Yeah. So Limited yeah. Run Games, they just released Limited Run Games like three thousand, five thousand. Yeah. Uh, we actually got an extra on the Nintendo Switch of the Toe Jam and Earl. So if you are a collector, you can get a sealed copy. If you just keep listening at H and K, we'll come up with a contest soon. Um, did you want to release that now, or did you wanted to wait? No, we'll wait. We'll wait to release what the contest is. Well, for I mean seven. that we're just just a just a primer there. Yeah, yeah, we'll prime it. Let's prime <clears> it. <throat> so, yep, I got two. Thinking of you guys, we also have a PlayStation Classic. Are we still giving that away? We do have a PlayStation Classic. We're going to give it away on our fiftieth episode, which is coming up soon. This is what this will be. What forty. Eight, I think we yeah, dropped. I think it's 48. This, yeah. this will be number 48. So coming up on our 50th, we're going to drop the PlayStation Classic. I hate to hold it that long, but I want to have something that's of substance 
you know, they have some substance to drop on our 50th to give away. And, you know, of course, you know, like Hollywood just said, we'll have a Toe Jam and Earl to give away away soon. Other things yeah. in the works, you know, we'll have other giveaways. So definitely keep on listening to us and check us out for those types of fun giveaways and fun games. Yeah. And at some point in the next uh, three or four years, we will release the the part three for Final Fantasy three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, jeez, I have. It's hard to play, especially when you got games like Golf Club 2019 out there and playing in Southern proper. Southern proper <laughs> hashtag. Wow. <laughs> Large wow. large money purse this weekend, fellas. Get I on mean, it. And, gamer, right. and, and lady gamers. Uh, you know. I mean, I yeah, just, lady gamers can play. Gentlemen gamers. I mean, we're just having chunks of garbage fly on this podcast tonight, man. <laughs> Golly, just hot garbage everywhere, man. No, it's we didn't great, even man. we didn't even just talk about Fortnite garbage. <laughs> oh, you want to talk Our about even more hot garbage? <laughs> AKA Anthem. Uh, you know, hey. uh, Fortnite season eight. <laughs> season eight just dropped. Fortnite. There's a huge volcano and a pirate ship. Get the booty. I'm just saying, do it. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I nah. saw some Hot some play th- playthrough of uh Fortnite earlier today, and it looked pretty fun. I remember playing it, and uh, some dudes just owning other people. They're building real quick, like you're talking about, just chopping. <laughs> chopping at the floor somebody pop out boop and he's just chopping and then somebody <laughs> came to look he just jumped up boop killed him and just dropped back down chopping again and then saw somebody up there ran, uh, on an elevated platform or something just ran up to it built a little ramp whoop one <laughs> it was like effortless just right up there boop killed him I was like god man this dude is sick the, the, only, the only way I'll play Fortnite is if they let me have Thanos again because they used to they had a thing oh, where you man. could get Thanos Thanos, and basically you can't kill him I mean it was basically you were a god <laughs> you and had, just running around smacking everybody it was insane 200 shields you had 700 health um, it was freaking awesome there's only one you had to kill the cat to get it or find it first mm-hmm. it was awesome that <laughs> was really enough. cool when they did that is so. cool with the games as a service they can keep updating yeah. stuff like that so yeah. that, that's the only way that's the only way i could play is if i could beat thanos i'm sh- hey they uh, may bring been... them they'll probably bring them back before <clears throat> end game nah i don't bring them back for end game because yeah, he is dead captain he's marvel over. he's done um so, but no, I, I would I would like to. Well, heck, I don't even remember what I was going to add. I forgot we went off on our tangent there again and just Sorry. lost my train of thought. I, just, I ain't worried about it. <laughs> You've heard our other podcast. You really think think that this is the first tangent I, we've gone off I, into? I, I want to I want to say for y'all get off. You guys are doing an outstanding job. I can't wait to hear fifty and a hundred more and a two hundred more and you know y'all y'all are doing a great thing. I'll keep it up. I appreciate y'all appreciate having you. me on here. Well, cool, man. I'm glad you could be on here for sure. Oh, I know a lot what of I was going to say. I got a four terabyte hard drive to add to my PS4. Ooh. Yeah. I was able to pick it up for under 100 bucks. Really? Yeah, they had it on sale on Amazon. I had to do it. I had to swoop it up. Because if y'all are like me, your hard drives are full to the max. So full, and so, man. And so, so I stuck that on there. It was so nice to see those bars just drop down to nothing. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got external and it was just a great. I I've just downloaded uh, Wolfstein 3D again. I not downloaded, but put the CD in. But yeah, so yeah, I'm I gotta get one. I gotta get one. I gotta go ahead and get one. I, I need to clear. I need to message you. I don't know what I'm doing. What, what I need I th- to get. I think. I don't have. Well, the thing to. is, I think you only need like 19 gigs for Golf Club 2019. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Southern proper. And just a little extra gigs for that Southern proper. <laughs> and, and a couple more gigs for that for that butt whooping that's coming. coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How much you might money, need a hard drive for that. Wow. <laughs> How much money do we have to pay clear to just... Can we just buy them the game and like go over there and I download mean, it for them? And, and I, I I really think I'm I'm a, after this after this podcast I'm gonna have to change my profession to garbage man because I'm just having to clean up all this hot garbage behind y'all. <laughs> garbage I mean, man, at work, men at work. Yeah. Huh? Oh my gosh, yeah. we're gonna Jeez. do so. Just a, just a heads up, we are gonna do an H and K golf game podcast with me. Uh, Coach Minority, Clearfire, and Coach RX. I don't even know if Coach knows he's going. Did we? Did you mention that to him? Uh, I don't remember. I was I was out of it last night when we played. Yeah. No, we talked about Putin. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, Putin God. stealing a Super Bowl ring from my bros. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I'm so excited to be on again, but I'm especially excited to have Clearfire on there for the golf yeah. edition of. <laughs> Clear will be the media. He will be a non-biased mediator, just like he was uh, for EverQuest when yep. we did the EverQuest one. He'll have yeah, I'll be pre- the mediator in that. Unless we talk about questions. hot shots, we talk about hot well, shots, man. I'll, I'll definitely jump into some of that. That's that's one of my games there. Yeah, hot shots, outlaw. Is it going to be a a, a a golf podcast like all golf games, or just golf no. club? Well, probably centered around golf club. We hadn't we hadn't thought that far ahead. Okay. But it'll probably yeah. be centered around golf club too. That it's inevitably yeah. going to talk about. So the problem. Yeah, what we kind what we kind of dis- discussed it was going to be more centered around that since it's the new game out and since we do have a player base of it, I think that would be a good way to have it. it, it it'll be a good way to spread that game around and give it some give it some love. I mean, I I give y'all pro- I, I I do get rag it and everything, but from what I hear, it is a pretty decent game. So. I well, just, if we're talking, I'm just not. I'm not into those. I'm not into the realistic golf games. It's just not. I, I like the more of the cartoonish golf games, like Hot Shots and all that. Those to me just more were, fun. yeah. Those are those are real fun. Uh, I enjoy those as well. And he's got everybody's golf. It's probably something similar. But they, the Hot Shots, they, they did a bunch of those. And the last one I got, I wasn't super impressed with. It. I thought it was like World Tour or something. Yeah, it wasn't. And they don't even make them for the Hot you know, Shots is in the PlayStation Store. Yeah, Ooh. you probably can't play yeah, it on. Did you hear that? Though. Clear fire. Type in I'm golf. Gonna, type in I golf. To, I might have to go get that. It right under golf club 2019. Featured and PGA. Club <laughs> and that'll stay right there, and I'll go right to the hot shots. I think it's like seven bucks. I think Outlaw Golf's on there too. I could be wrong. Uh, I know Hot Shots is on there. I saw it. I like. I like some hot shots. So. Yeah, Hot Shots is awesome. Uh, you can also uh, uh, have a golf emoji on Fortnite season eight. Fortnite. <laughs> All right, let's get off this <laughs> okay. thing, man. Let, let, let's land this thing, they say. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, just that's kind of what we got coming up. If you're still listening, um, you, you'll get a little sneak peek of it and get a little bit of uh, knowing that we're going to have the Toad Yam and Earl coming out uh, contest. And on the 50th episode, stay tuned. We will drop the details of the um, PlayStation Classic. That and, is the brand toe, new. And, and the Toe Jam and Earl contest will come out with the Toe Jam and Earl podcast that will yes, be. Yes, I'm so excited about out, that one. Come out with both of them, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm so pumped for that because Toe Jam and Earl is one of my favorite games on Sega. It, it just it was a blast. So it was a lot of fun. Really, really well done game. All right, cool guys. Appreciate you guys being here, and thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.